<laughs> Listen, we have no... Well, now, look at this. Color me impressed. She's good. Her prophecy's spot on. She knew a god-level threat like no one had ever seen was on its way. But Meathead there's got a point. All of these nobodies combined wouldn't be enough to take me down. Huh? Tell me, who are you? The name's Garo. Wrecked a ton of so-called tough guys. And I guess you could say I've got a thing for monsters. Want a demonstration? Come at me and I'll take you all down. Let's find out who's the strongest in here. Now don't make me wait all day. Bring it on. Cease this foolishness. Foolishness? We don't need you. Get lost. I can't believe you treat your guests this way. Mr. Big Shot of Justice, let me show you how it's done. Each and every coward here is cordially invited to a little slaughter party. Welcome to Shooting Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. Hey, Andy. Uh, hi. Hi, Andy. Andy. Hey, yeah. You accidentally saved all my save files. Oh, shit. Which game? All of them. Yeah, sorry about that. I cried. Oh. And he's Bill. He's got a thing for monsters. Fair enough. <laughs> and I'm Thurk. I don't even care that the button was pushed in. Aw, thanks, man. I'm sorry about those saves. It's all right. I got backups. I got oh, backups. That's fair. Always backup. Always backup. Unless it's a Nintendo Switch and like Animal Crossing, in which case you can't. Yay, Nintendo. Yay, Nintendo. Hey, guys. Blooper file. Welcome. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, guys. How we doing? I'm tired. Me too. I, I had ice cream. I'm pretty good. Yeah, my back hurts. We're I didn't get, do it. We're, whoa. We're getting <laughs> old, man. Getting old. Do you know there's not some kind of doctor that specializes in I don't, don't know aligning single, your back? Don't know a single one. Don't know a single one. Don't even know <laughs> what that even means. So, today we're here to talk about episode 14 or season 2, episode 2. Are or, you sure it's episode 14? It's, it could be. So it depends on Hulu's all fucked up. I don't, I don't even know. It's episode 14 of this podcast yes. series. It's season 5 of Tune in Japanese? Yeah, yeah, season 5. Episode 14. That's season 6? No, five. Five. One, two, three, four, five. That's right. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's been so long, I don't even remember the format. There's hey! O- there's only three of us in the studio. He just counted thin air. I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. You stood there for Josh for a minute. Yeah. Oh, I feel dirty. Oh. So uh, we're, we're here to review the episode, The Human Monster, from season two of One Punch Man, the second episode from season two. Yes. However you want to say it. Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk some nerd news. Do either of you have anything to discuss with regards to... The big world of nerdiness. I can talk about Wilson for a minute. I don't know who that is. Wilson is a uh, action RPG. That's not a. The, that's not a person. It's right. not. Wilson is an action RPG game uh, in the style of Diablo or Path of Exile. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of an isometric view. You click to move, all that good stuff. It was just released to no one's surprise, catastrophic technical failure. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it was, it's an indie studio, and it's the very first game they've ever put out, and it's a 
pretty big undertaking. It had a pretty big following from some of the larger content creators in the Diablo community. Oh, okay, what what uh what caused this one to get noticed since it was their this team's first endeavor? Uh, I think a lot of it was their uh their marketing before the release. Like I said, uh, they paid for some of the big Diablo content creators to cover their game. Oh, okay. Um, Riker is a big one. He's the one that uh, I saw the game from a while ago. He's done a couple of videos on it. On release, just like many other online games these days, they had vastly underestimated the amount of server traffic they were going to get. Yep. And were scrambling to call their server company to get more servers hooked up <laughs> and filter software for the network connections and all kinds of crazy stuff. So uh, I just heard on the way over here, though, that the servers have seemed to have stabilized. That's good. So if you want to play Wilson, it's a beautiful-looking game. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's absolutely gorgeous. It has a slightly unique character leveling system uh, where uh, anybody who's played, like, Final Fantasy X, you're familiar with the sphere grid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, games do that similar kind of thing. The, what makes theirs unique is they have three different, I think it's three, different rings. You start in the center, and then you build your character out, mm-hmm. and you can rotate those rings yeah. so that you're not necessarily stuck with one path, and you can mix and match class abilities as you go out from the rings. Neat. I mean, you could eventually. Right. With Final Fantasy. just Right. And well, in any one of those systems, that's the whole point of the, the that sphere grid type system is to mix and match your abilities. Yeah, right. Can... This makes it much easier to do so because you don't have to go through the warrior line and finish it to wrap around through rogue to get to somewhere right. else. You can just when you get to that that break point of a ring, you can just slide the ma- the mage ring onto the end of your warrior if you want some more magic powers or whatever. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway, I'm kind of excited to play it. I haven't picked it up yet, but uh, we've got a good friend who's been playing it. He says it's not bad. Nice. Uh, is this a beta, or is this full release? This is the full release of the game. just happened. Can you spell Wolsen for people? Wolsen, W-O-L-C-E-N. Wolsen. Right. Wolsen. Because I figure you never know these weird fantasy names, how they could be spelled. So yeah. Right. I have mispronounced and misspelled that several times myself. <laughs> Fair enough. Walken. Walken. Christ- <clears throat> Christopher Walken. It's a, it's a game where you click a lot. <laughs> that was my walk-in. That was really bad. All right. Uh, hey, Bill. <laughs> You got anything for Nerd News this week? A couple of movie trailers. Ooh, what are they? Morbius. I think I saw the Morbius trailer. I have not. I think I have, yes. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Walk us through through your your general thoughts on the trailer. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) um... Morbius, for those who might not follow comics as closely as some of us who only watch like the Marvel movies maybe don't read the comics yeah uh, he's a vampire he's a spider-man villain yes anti-hero yes ally sometimes he is a vampire in the sense that he is a thing that goes out at night turns into a bat drinks blood yeah he's the living vampire because right. he's not a vampire in marvel comics like lineage of vampires he's spider-man bit by a radioactive vampire bat got it now he's being played i'm trying to remember who he's being it's, played by I'm, I think I know who it is, but I don't want to. Yeah, I, I can see him, either. but I can't remember his name. I'm pretty sure it's Jared Leto. I think I think it is too. Is it? I think it is. Uh. <laughs> I'm kind of with you there. It's, uh, yeah, it's Jared Leto that plays Morbius. Not that I have anything against Jared Leto. I I I like some of the things he's been in. I'm just not sure casting director did his job on this one. <laughs> well, yeah. I really don't have anything to judge Jared Leto on except for Suicide Squad. Right. Which was bad. Right. 
But you see, I loved him in that. Like, I liked that take on the Joker. I liked that take on all those villains. I just, the movie was bad. The yeah, characters it, were not the worst part. Not the worst part of that movie. Some of the characters weren't opinion. the worst part of that movie. Right, right. Some of the characters were terrible. I wouldn't I mean, do that. But Deadshot was fine because it was just Will Smith being Will Smith. Right. Like, it, there wasn't more characterization than that. No. Right. I mean, you can't take anything away from Margot Robbie. I haven't seen Birds of Prey yet, but... I've heard good things. I have too. Although they just uh, recently had to change the theatrical name because it was called Birds of Prey. So like, but they weren't selling enough tickets. So they, they're going to keep they the actual title, but it's Harley now Harley Quinn, Quinn colon, yeah. Birds of Prey. Yep. Only in the theaters just to get more people to go see it. Yep. So we'll see how that pays off. Those but anyway. people know the hell they're going to see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Marketing failures 101. Pretty much. Speaking of marketing, marketing failures? I... Question mark? That was a gigantic question mark that just appeared um, above your head. I feel like the I other movie trailer a quest from you, but anyway, carry on. <laughs> your quest is to figure out what the hell is going on. Okay. Because they are making Minions 2, The Rise of Gru. What? That title yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's, it's a sequel prequel. <sighs> what? So if you wanted to actually <laughs> name this properly, it would be Despicable Me 4, colon, Minions, colon, or Minions 2, colon, The Rise of Gru. Okay. Despicable Me 4. Okay. Colon. Colon. Minions 2. Minions 2. Colon. Colon. The Rise of Gru. Was there a Minions movie? There was a Minions movie. <laughs> it was... Which would technically be Despicable Me 3, right. colon, Minions. <laughs> no, which, there's, which, a, which, there's which, a Despicable Me 3. Oh, was there one, two? I believe so. So that would make this five. Yeah. I think there was three Despicable Me's. I have no idea. I've never seen a single one of the movies. First couple are okay. Guys, <laughs> I mean, we need to get a Better research okay. machine in here. Uh, we need to study. Someone call Josh. We need to get a good research machine in here. <laughs> Despicable Me 3. Yep. I thought there were three of them. Yeah. So this would be five. Because this is... I don't understand why this one is Minions 2, The Rise of Gru. Because the Minions was a prequel. That's true. So this takes place after the Minions, but before Despicable Me. It takes place where the Minions meet. Right. Grew as a child. Right. Because that happens at the end of... What? Min- that happens at the end of the Minions, so... Right? right? What? Right? None of this makes sense. Right? Uh, alright, so there's a trailer for that. Yes. Was it, did the trailer give you any answers? No, no, it broke my brain worse. Okay. It's cute. I understand where this story could have a place in the series, but I really think this needs to be the last one. Like, okay, I get it, kids think it's cute, but kids know crap when they see it too, so. That's fair. (laughs) Eventually kids are just going to be like, Despicable Me is stupid, and they're. I've just never seen. A movie have a prequel spinoff that then became a sequel that's a prequel to the original movie. Right. That's a question that requires research. All of this is really confusing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Two... It's like, that's like that snake that eats its own turds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's weird. That's not how the saying goes. All right. So, um, I, I guess mean... my only news this week, which isn't much, is that is a lack of news. The... Nintendo uh, fanboys, myself included, have been wait- long awaiting a Nintendo Direct for 2020. Uh, the Directs, as we've talked about in past episodes, are just like, you know, 30 minute to an hour long videos of market to market new games to give us an idea of what to expect for the year. And by now, they usually have released a Nintendo Direct by January or February, and they still have yet to announce one yet. And there's, we literally know only about like three or four games coming out on the Switch. One of them being Animal Crossing. Um, hey, now! <laughs> I am ready to play Animal Crossing on I'll the 20th of next month. Sorry. I just need to find Cody 
and he'll be my bear friend, and we'll go work out together. So, so that's an obscure joke. That is a very obscure joke. <laughs> that hasn't happened, and as of this recording, which is the seventeenth of February, we still don't have a date for a new Nintendo Direct. So I'm hopeful for this week, maybe tomorrow or Wednesday, we get. Uh, dropped in You know details. what's funny is they don't know any more than you do at this point, so <laughs> they've got nothing to tell you. <sighs> oh, son. they totally do. They've got to. <sighs> it's the new Zelda game. I'm excited to to play that though. Yeah, yeah. I would. I never even finished the last one. Neither did I. But then again, I never finished Zelda games. I've that's never true. finished a Zelda game. I only played two. Yeah, that's fair. I've never finished one. I that's true. I don't think I've finished one since Ocarina of Time. Never finished Ocarina. I completed, giant quotation marks, completed Ocarina of Time. Yeah. So, that was, I'll tell you what, some of those heart pieces. Yeah. I, I got the I got the extra one. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's an extra one after you get your full hearts. There's, right. There's another heart piece right. after that. Yeah. No, I've never beaten a single Zelda game, so I'll be excited to play the Zelda game. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, that's my nerdness. Uh, anything else anyone has before we get to the episode? Uh, nope. Mm-mm. All right, then let's get into episode 14 of our podcast, episode 2 of season 2, The Human Monster. We open back where we ended the last episode, The Gathering of Villains. Good and, place. Yeah, very good place, which I believe is being run by a member of the Hero Association, Sitch. Sitch, yep. Uh, who is... It's a good name. Good name. Yeah, pretty, pretty cool name. I, I dig Sitch. Um... He has essentially, if you remember from the last episode, gathered a bunch of villains together to yep. help deal with the monster problem in the city. I don't know if you two have noticed, but there's a lot of monsters running around these cities. Well, I mean, yes, I've noticed. Yeah. So, uh, instead... You're talking about the anime, right? Like, not here in a hometown. Uh, correct. Yeah, I mean, well, the monster situation here is... I've got a battle axe. I can go sharpen it. I mean, we <laughs> I mean, if we have to, I'm sure we can probably, probably get put your, something together. Probably get your back fixed first. You know, I, I need to go see a specialist of some sort, maybe... I don't think one exists. I think a witch doctor. I'm going to find a witch doctor to, to cast a spell to cure my back. If you get desperate, I'll give you the number of my witch doctor. Okay, fair enough. So, <laughs> the room is still filled with villains. We're mostly in chicken. <laughs> arise, chicken. Chicken, arise. Um, God, I love Aqua Teen Hunger Force. We need to do a bonus episode where just like we just review our favorite episodes of Aqua Teen. Like you come with one and I come with one, and we just do like because they're like fifteen years to find one. They're like fifteen minute long episodes, so like we could do a regular length episode just of like random ass Aqua Teen episodes. It would take me too long to find a favorite episode. Oh, that'd be so good. Each of us just pick one. I'm so down for this. We're gonna do that as a bonus episode, fans. If you like this idea, let us know. Uh, so. He's in this room with the with the villains and a few heroes, right? We had the tuxedo masculine dude. He has bodyguards, basically. Yes, essentially bodyguards in case things go south. He has three A-class heroes yes. with S-class combat ability. Yes. Which was one of our first mixes of, like, do people really belong where they belong? Yes, because we talked about that last time with Ame Mask. And you asked how strong he really is. Right, and we assumed he is strong enough because he's keeping everyone else in check. Right, and there are S-class... There are S-class combat ability heroes in A-class. Right. Which makes you think he's stronger than they are. And, according to a character later in this episode that we're going to get to, there are S-class powered individuals who aren't even a part of the society. Right. That we'll, we'll kind of get back to. In well, and moment. we already also see an individual later who trims the ranks and keeps people down. Right. Absolutely. So, 
this whole thing, you know, where they try to cut it into like you know nice little like compartments, doesn't seem to work. It gets it's getting mixed up worse and worse this season. Yeah, totally. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. So one of the people in the crowd asks about whether the Hero Association is okay with bringing in bad guys to fight against this unnamed peril. And Sitch, who's running the meeting, assures everyone assembled that, yes, the association is indeed on board. So apparently this is not just like some rogue member going through trying to recruit people. Right. This is, again... A sanctioned action. Yeah, which... To hire mercenaries. Sanctioned by who, though? (sighs) That table of people later, I assume. Yeah. 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 I mean, essentially. It's another thing of, like, I don't really trust the Hero Association... Here they are bringing villains in now. I don't know. It's it's all kind of strange. Like this this season definitely does a lot to like muddy the waters. Yeah, muddy right. the waters, change the status quo, etc. Here we get a glimpse into the number of heroes in the world. They actually lay it out for us. Yep. They give us numbers. There are three hundred ninety class C heroes. Okay. There are one hundred and one Dalmatians. No, uh, <laughs> class B heroes. Far more Dalmatians. That's fair. There are 38 Class A heroes and 17 Class S heroes. So we're looking at a little over 550 heroes total who are part of the Hero Association. I think Genos is ranked 17 of Class S. So that means he's the bottom. He was, until we get a little bit further in this episode, when he says that he is ranked up to 14. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Yeah, that was his first scene. They talk about that, right? Yes. He actually has moved up the rankings a little bit, uh, based on probably his actions from the last several episodes. Which is basically just following Saitama around and... And taking the credit. Right. Well, (laughs) not necessarily. I mean, he is a force of his own. Oh, yeah. He is. Totally. And he engages bad guys on his own. Oh, yeah. He definitely is a class S hero, for sure. He's the... I mean, he really is, we've talked about it before, he's basically the title hero without being the title hero. Right. And right. in any other anime, he'd be the main character. Absolutely. So a bit of a fight erupts between the heroes and villains. More specifically, the hero with the crazy mustache emerging emerging from his nostrils. Yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, that's strange character design. I love it. Yeah, the character designs in this anime are bizarre. One cloth tank, I think, or something, something like, that? like yeah. that. Yeah. And some dude that, like, jumps up to him, brandishes a knife, and then just gets bitched. And then a man with Vash volume white hair steps forward, saying that no one here could indeed defeat him, hinting that that portent from Madame Shababwa was about him. Right. I don't trust this anime. (laughs) Uh, Because every time first season we had a character that I thought was going to be the big bad, Saitama just destroyed them until we got to the very, very end. Right. Where he took on a what's his face in the last three episodes, a Boros. A Boros, right? I just don't buy this dude being the prophecy. Am he, I? Don't tell he, me one way or the other. But am I right to at least go in being skeptical? I mean, in general, this is One Punch Man. Right. It's probably worth going in being skeptical. Right. Like this early in the season, and this guy proclaims himself to be the big bad in yeah. One Punch Man. I mean, how long can they ride that out? realistically not but 12 episodes i can tell you that this guy is a pretty pretty serious dude from what we've seen I'll give you that already. much yeah from right. what we've seen even in fact actually we heard about him this isn't spoiling anything it's probably just putting together dots you haven't put together yet okay in season one when there's only the one disciple left in bang's dojo yes because he had a student go rogue and just defeat everybody else <sighs> then then he said that that uh, man's name was garu Oh, he said it back in season one. Yep. I think we watched that episode. I think ah, I was yep. interesting. So this, this is that, which is why Silverfang is the one pursuing him later in the episode. Oh, that makes perfect sense now. 
Okay. Very cool. Very, very cool. Light bulb. Uh, Bill already said it, but this guy, this guy is named Garu, and he's uh, got a thing for breaking up dojos. I guess that makes sense. I have a weird thought here. Side side thought. Yeah, go for it. The the hero name of his master is Silverfang, and right. his name is Garu. Right. Yeah. We got some werewolf the werewolf apocalypse, the apocalypse going on here. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Garu being, for those who don't know, Garu being the what the werewolves call themselves in that game. That's yeah. the name. Their their people's name for themselves. Yeah, that's their self identity. And yeah. Silverfangs are one of the ruling class. That's like, cool. The ruling. Yeah, it's like clan. the ruling class. They're the nobility. Yeah. That's really neat, actually. I I did not put that together. So that's that's actually really cool. Uh, so he says that he also is defeating monsters and breaking up dojos and all these things, basically touting his ability. He's, I don't think he's explicitly not defeating monsters. I guess you're right, because of what he says later. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Uh, but he does challenge everyone in the room. Yep. To basically come after him at the same time. Yep. This dude's got balls. He's probably lucky that um, Speed of Sound Sonic left. Probably true. Yeah, that would be... Sonic probably could have given him a run for his money. I don't know for sure, because I haven't seen him against an S-Class hero yet. You saw him against three heroes with S-Class abilities. Right. Combat abilities. And he took care of him with no problem. Right. Like, legit no problem. Right. So, I don't know. When told to leave, Garu gets all flashy teethed and just says that it's time for a slaughter party. Yep. That's... Good bad guy lines. I like it. I good, dig it. Good band name. Uh, Tuxedo Mask? And I say question with, mark? I say it with a question mark because he's got a question mark on him. Magician Man. Oh, that's right. Magician Man. Not Tuxedo Mask. Totally not. With a cane and a top hat and a uh, domino whatever mask. Definitely not. I don't think he actually has a domino mask. I think he just has like a shadow effect over his face. He does, but it looks like Tuxedo it, Mask's it mask. Yeah. He goes for Garu, but then gets choked out. Mustache Man saves him, but only to get his arm completely mangled. That was gnarly looking. That was, yeah, that was great. Yeah. That was a lot of good artwork in this episode. Broke a like of, a dozen times all down through the arm and yeah. showed, showed an x-ray. Very, yeah. almost Mortal Kombat-ish. Very Mortal Kombat-ish. Yeah, it was good. Uh, at this point, the bad guys around the room just start cheering. Yeah. And then Gary was like, why? Yeah, what are you cheering for, schmucks? I'm going to kill all you two. To which they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, that's not, that's not right. This yeah. isn't how this works. Yeah. We're bad guys too. Yeah. Garu says that he's on the side of the monsters. Yeah, that you're still people. You're bad people. You're still people. I'm a people... I'm a people monster. I'm a monster <laughs> people. Monster people? People monster? Monster class hero, he monster. called himself. Yeah, that's kind of cool. At the end of the episode, he called himself a monster class hero. I dig that. That yeah, idea of the monster class hero. That, that That's a cool concept. The room's final hero uses some fancy hand gestures to create a... Blue flame. Blue flame from his, his hands. That's his name. Oh, there we go. Sadly, this guy somehow gets his arm ripped off from all the way on the other side of the room. And he, he obliterated just... a bunch of bad guys behind Garu. Yeah. There's a big, like, tire behind him and he burned a bunch of... Oh, I missed that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And so I... he dodges out of the way, essentially. And I also think it was a uh, a gadget. Because when Garu takes oh, his hand yeah. off, it pops you do out. see kind of a little thing sitting on, yeah. on his wrist and he's like... Yeah. He says, like, oh, it's fine when I see your tricks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so kind of exposing these heroes for who they really are, yeah. some of, in a way. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I mean, to be fair, we don't really know, aside from Saitama, what he claims, and Genos, because of technology, we don't really know what causes some of these heroes to get their powers. We don't. We know. Um, we know the villains, it seems to be like this 
obsession we talked about. At least some of them. Yeah. So it's like extreme passion yeah. or whatever. Like brings out their latent Well, there, there's a couple of them that have, have been like basically the same thing as, as Genos where it's it's technology, right? Like we know for sure there's some... Guys. Well, even good guys. Well, there's yeah. definitely some technological good guys. Uh, Drive Knight, Iron Knight, Child Emperor. Yeah. But yeah, the several bad guys, Tongue Stretcher and Crabalante especially, were so obsessed with X-Thing, mm-hmm. they turned into X-Thing. Yeah. Right. And actually, I posited the last episode that... Saitama actually kind of does that too. He's so right. obsessed with being a hero, they turn into a hero. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I I would love to see a little more of that backstory of like where Saitama's power really came from. You know what I mean? Right. Because we see Bill, bits and pieces. I think Bill just hit it right on the head. Like he literally does exactly what he said. He does ten push-ups a day and ten sit-ups a day, and he runs a mile. And he's too dumb to understand that's not enough to make him the greatest right. hero in the world. So like he thinks he, it makes him the greatest hero in the world. Right. Yeah. His focus and obsession on that particular training routine mm. makes him the strongest ever because he believes it does. That's so weird. Well, it's, it's subjective reality. He's obsessed with being the greatest hero and he just doesn't understand that that's not that. Right. Like if, not it, that if anybody ever told him that that is not that great. I mean, they've told him. Mm-hmm. If anybody got to him to believe that's not that good of a, ra- a right. training regimen, it probably wouldn't do anything. Right, right. Absolutely. So the guy running the meeting, Sitch, takes cover under the podium. Like you do. And calls for backup. Basically, like, send anyone and everyone Every here Every hero now. in the building. <laughs> Absolutely. But when he reemerges, he finds the entire room is just completely covered with dead bodies. Yes. Party over. Slaughter party over. Garu says this is only a start, and that he probably shouldn't stick around to take on an actual S-Class hero. Well, he said several S-Class yeah. heroes. Yeah, that he's going to give himself six months yep. to get stronger. Which is, again, very oddly specific. So again, it I don't is. really know how his power works or how he powers up or right, like how that works exactly. I mean, he's a martial artist. He just trains more. I guess, yeah. I guess. He goes and beats up more dojos. Yeah. Right. We get a theme song. Our new theme song. Our new theme, yep. We get our full theme song with the animation and, and whatnot. Uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about that yet. Uh, we talked generally about the song a little bit right. last week. But thoughts about the intro overall? Like as far as like the image, any any like the images, like how it compares to last seasons. I think the artwork is better, but I think that's just because in the second season, I think they've nailed down a specific art style mm-hmm. for their for their splash art and their more permanent pieces. Well, as we talked about last episode, they changed studios. Yeah, and so the art's a little different too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got different people doing the animation, doing the character design. Yeah. Yep. So so the opening has obviously a different aesthetic, mm-hmm. and I think. Uh, I don't want to say a cleaner one, but they they use more comic booky. Very, very much more comic booky, and I think they use multiple art styles in a single frame very well. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, especially in this opening sequence, but throughout the episode that we watched anyway. Uh, like for example, there will be there's one tableau where they panoramic like from left to right, and they're scrolling past a bunch of different heroes. Yeah, each hero is like almost in their own art style. To yep. depict their personality. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I love the way they do that. It's That is really cool. It's storytelling through art with no words. And right. Like, I could look at one of those guys and tell you basically what he does and what his personality is even mm-hmm. just by the artwork. Yeah. I really like the emphasis on multiple heroes this season because it matches what the season itself is trying to do, which right. is flesh out these individuals. Yep. So, like, even heroes that I posited were more villainous, like Drive Knight? No, what's the other one? Metal Knight. Uh, Metal Knight. You know, finds himself in a, one or two still shots with the other heroes. Right. 
which either is a red herring or is, you know, trying to assure us, like, these are the actual heroes that are fighting on the side of good. Or right. it's in-universe propaganda. Yeah. Oh, totally. Right. Oh, that's a good He's way He's technically labeled as a hero. He's yep. in the hero, the hero yep. side of things, so they put him with the heroes. Mm-hmm. Bill, so anyway, the song. Yeah, the song. Bill, any, anything to add to that? Uh, the intro? I, I The song's growing on me. At mm-hmm. first, I was like, ooh, this isn't my, my song. And I think Thirk put it best. I think maybe this song fits better. Just like the art is a little more comic booky and fits better. Mm-hmm. The original opening and the original theme song, A, I'm biased because what I heard first. But they're both a lot more anime. Mm-hmm. Right. These two are a lot more superhero. Right. Absolutely. So we finish up the theme song and we get Terrible Tornado's sister, Hellish Blizzard. And she's walking down the street. Her, young, her youngest bitch. sister. She is. <laughs> you know, she's not as bad as her sister. No, well, no. Not. Uh, she's being accompanied by two other Class B heroes who are ranked two and three. So this is the first, second, and third ranked Class B heroes all walking together. Right. These other two heroes are titled, or or named, rather, Eyelashes and Wild Monkey. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> gotta have a name. I, you, you got to. We're going to find out where the names come from. Kind of. A, by the end of the episode. We'll get right. there. They are talking about, essentially, we need to beat this guy up or get this guy on our side. They don't really allude to who they're talking about, although knowing this anime... Well, and we saw last episode, too, that she was... Kind of getting riled up. She actually specifically said, uh, mirrored in unison with Sonic. They said Saitama at the same time. Oh, okay. I'm, I don't remember that from last time. They were, they were both talking about him, and back and forth, back and forth, they were walking. Got it. So we're just paying off for the last the last bits right. from the last episode. So, speaking of Saitama, we go to his apartment, where apparently, according to Gino, Saitama is Class B rank 7 now. So he's skyrocketed up yep. a little bit, uh, those ranks. <laughs> speaking of, Gino's <laughs> is Class S rank 14 now, so we bumped up three places. Right. Is that because he ranked up or because three S class heroes, S class heroes died? He ranked up. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Genos. As far as we know. Yeah. Absolutely. Genos talks about the number of monsters increasing around the city while doing the dishes and Saitama's playing. Uh, yeah, wearing a pink apron with like a little bunny on the front. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Saitama's playing a gag or a, what has to be a Switch or a PSP. Uh, it's a PSP. Yeah, I think it was most supposed to be more of a PSP. Yeah. Well, than... well, even if, if you look at the logo on the back of it, it's oh, right where the, the yeah, PSP would be. Yeah, you're right. And it's kind of in the same block style letters. Yeah. So, product placement. Um, not, trying to Not product yeah, placement. Yeah, try, try, trying, yeah. trying to cover it up. Give us an idea of what it is. I love that Saitama's thing now is just he plays video games. Yep. Like, that's just his thing. Right. Like, ever since he met King, he's, like, obsessed with this idea of video games. Yep. He's like... I need to play these now. Because he steals them from King. Because he steals he them from King. He literally stole the PSP from King. Yeah. The uh, the Thirk analog to, uh, to yeah, this. Apparently I'm in this anime, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, go back and listen to our last episode. We uh, dropped the comparisons from that episode. So go check that out. Episode 13 of uh, this season. Downloading it right now. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> or at least watch the episode. Yeah. No, listen to our episode. I mean, that uh, too, but. <laughs> Gino states that Saitama is becoming so well-known that a fan club might even spring up eventually. To which Saitama's like, really? And he says, but but, but you don't have but you don't have a, a fan club. To which Genos is like, well, <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Um, but that whole spiel can't be resolved because Genos picks up a high speed object or a monster, yep, or something nearby. 
that's that's not human speed. I think is what he says. Yeah, he not, not, not not human, human speed. speed. And he turns Ooh, to Saitama. Who says, <laughs> <laughs> who says that? So Genos is like, he's too preoccupied. I better go take care of this myself. And I love that, like Genos says that. Like he doesn't say it maliciously. He's not like, oh, he's oh, no. lazy. He's just like he must. He's doing something important right now. So I'm gonna go take care of it. I'm his Great. disciple, and I will do. I love it. I just love it so much. Uh, that speedy thing is speed of sound sonic. He yep. shows up and Genos doesn't recognize him. <laughs> it is a human. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't recognize him at first. Um, they only met once and it was very briefly when he was running away from Deep Sea King when he was naked. Right. So, uh. And, and he was going super, super fast. fast. And eventually he does realize because he, I think at one point he goes, wait, you're the pervert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Genos takes umbrage with Sonic calling himself Saitama's rival and says, yeah, I'm just going to take care of you myself. Right. If you're here to take on Saitama, because that's what uh, Sonic is there for. He says, I've got the information. I found out where Saitama lives. Get his ass out of here so I can beat him up. Yep. I love Sonic. <laughs> Sonic is one of my favorite characters. And has one of the grossest lines I think I've ever heard, where he says about Genos, always trailing Saitama around like shit on a goldfish. Gross. <laughs> Fucking gross. I missed that line. I, I did too. I fell off the couch. Might be one of the weirdest lines I've no, ever that, seen. No, that checks out. Yeah, yeah uh, that, 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 that definitely tracks. I, <laughs> like, well, I mean. <laughs> so they're going to fight. But then it says 20 minutes later. And Saitama is just inside playing video games still. They've been fighting for 20 minutes. Calmly. Didn't yep. even hear what was going on. Nope. Hey, he was in the zone, all right? Apparently. Until you, there's a knock on the you door. You do not stop playing when you're in the zone. That's fair. There's a knock on the door. And he gets up and peeks his head out and says, hey, I already get the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, we don't need a newspaper. So wait, 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 wait. So really, this entire Speed of Sound Sonic fight was just a vehicle so that Saitama would have to open the door. Pretty yes. much. Right? Like, that was yeah. the whole thing was just... So get Genos out. <laughs> get Genos out of the place yep. so that Saitama has to open the door. That's good storytelling. I it is actually really now. good. I like that. And the guy who's one of the two goons, uh, the other B-class heroes basically says, no, you need to come out here and talk to Hellish Blizzard, the top of the B-class, and show her some respects. Respects? Respect. <laughs> Pay your respects. Respect. Yeah, so Saitama's, like, bored. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't really care. Uh, she does step forward, and she's like, don't you know who I am? And he's like, absolutely not! Yeah. With, like, a big smile Never heard of face. you! Never heard Haven't of you! Haven't you ever heard of me? Nope, not even once. Not even <laughs> yeah, once! <laughs> fucking, fucking great. Savage as fuck. Oh, God. So good. <sighs> he's like Ralph Wiggum with superpowers. <laughs> yes, he really is. Completely oblivious, gives no fucks. And then a baby fell out. Uh, <laughs> he's not in danger. <laughs> Christ. So... These people have shown up so Saitama can pay respects, like I mentioned. And I love that he just goes, yo, I am Saitama. How'd you do? <laughs> what? <laughs> he tried. He did try. He did try to, like, at least introduce himself in a weird way. Uh, we are introduced also to the idea of factions within the association. Right, yeah. Like splinter groups that work together to essentially stay at a certain ranking. Yep. Or kinda, to climb the ranks. Kind of like superhero teams, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, essentially. It's kind of weird, though, like, that they all work for one group, but then also have, like, their own factions. The whole thing is kind of... It makes sense. I mean, there was the Avengers Initiative, the 50 States Initiative, where there was... Yeah. Various Avenger teams and different... Or, uh... Batman? What was the, the Batman Bat family? One? Yeah, wasn't there something else, though? The like, Outsiders? 
Yeah, I don't know. Like there was a, there was a thing. Batman. Oh, Bat. Oh, yeah, Batman. Um, Batman Inc. Inc. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not so entirely weird. I think what makes this weird is the motivations behind well, the grouping up. And and it's less of a super team and more of a more of an organized crime. Right. It really is. Yeah. So Saitama, shocking, oversteps his bounds quite a bit in this con- in this conversation. Uh, assuming that she's there to protect her rank at the top of class B. Well, I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> but, he tries to put her at ease. But he definitely oversteps by, like, being so blunt. <laughs> yes. He's just too blunt about it. <laughs> and then he says, hey, you're never going to make it into class A, so don't worry about, like, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever. I'll be in class A in no time, and then I won't be your problem. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> what he says, I will become class A. God, he's so... Such a dick move, and he doesn't even realize he's being a dick. That's what makes it work. Yeah. Right. It would I mean, nowhere near as funny if he was sarcastic and mean-spirited. Mm-hmm. And Right. Like, he's not malicious. He's literally trying to, like, yeah, allay her the, fears, or yeah. not her fears, but, like, to put her at ease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I am not coming after you. I He, he is the boot talking to the cockroach. Yeah. <laughs> when Saitama refuses to join her little club... Right. She commands her lackeys to attack. And this is the greatest thing in the world because eyelashes. <laughs> Thurky got this one? Wild monkey and eyelashes. Yeah. yeah. Wild monkey, eyelashes, and then eyelashes whips out these eyelash curlers and dives towards Saitama. <laughs> just, just, just straight up, that's all they are. Just regular yeah. eyelash curlers. Just some regular ass eyelash curlers. I'm going to get you. If you didn't know what they were. <laughs> that would be the weirdest fucking thing in the universe. Like, what are you, those are the Worst I would, scissors ever. Like little handheld guillotines. like <laughs> Right. Like, what are you going to do with those? Oh, God. You're going to cut my ears and penis off? Oh, oh, right. Like, I, oh, my God. He's a moil. Saitama pulls a punch, though, <laughs> and just, you know, gives him a little tap. He didn't even punch. He backhanded. Yeah. yeah. He, he literally well, backhanded right. backhand. sends them yeah. flying three blocks from the other direction. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And then that turns Hellish Blizzard, like, into full-on attack mode. She drops her coat. Yeah, she pulls a piccolo and drops the cape. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I just love the the this, the momentary thing of uh, Saitama. I bet staring. she's pulled a piccolo or two. <laughs> she's probably pulled one or two piccolos. You see the chest on that lady? Yeah, we're about she, to. When she uses her telekinesis, you get the you get the boob jiggle. Rocks aren't the only things floating. Yeah, she says, "I'll kill you so bad you won't be able to die." She doesn't seem like she deserves to be in B class. No, that's definitely double <laughs> like, D like, class. Like e class, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She whips up a telekinesis storm of rocks. Yep. To which, once again... Yeah, he was like, you gonna do, like, rocks and stuff? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, I wouldn't do that. Um, but she uses her attack Hellstorm. Yep. And, of course, Saitama isn't killed, like she thinks nope. he is. Like, it's gonna rip your... Skin off and break your bones. It's going to make you just live in agony for... And then he's just behind her. Yeah, he's just like, whoa. <laughs> wow, what's going on? <sighs> and he says to her, he kind of, like, again, talks down to her, reprimands her on being a hero, and says, someone like you who gathers the weak together so she can feel strong can't understand what it means to be a hero. I'm like, ouch, you're yeah, such yeah. an asshole this episode. <laughs> I mean, he's right. Like, I mean, he, he cuts is, right to the I core know. of who she is. Ugh. I still feel bad for her, though, a little bit. Uh, later on, you do, especially. Yeah. Like, especially when we, we get into her backstory. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah it's, it's just, I feel bad. After being called a poser, literally. Yeah, by, I, by Saitama, literally called her a poser. Uh, Blizzard fights back by turning the ground into a bear trap. I, that was cool. That she was puts, amazing. like, a green fire theta on the ground, and then it folds up on itself. Yeah, I love really that. really cool attack. 
100% ineffective against Saitama. No, Saitama just but, breaks out. <laughs> right. Uh, and then in the middle of the fight, he notices Genos and Sonic flash by. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I think she's right in the middle of an attack, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. She's then, getting ready to. Yeah. And then there's an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Not from her attack. Nope, from Genos. Genos, who freaks Blizzard the fuck out just with his presence of being there. Then, oh my god, an S-Class hero! Then apologizes to his master. Yeah. Which really confuses her here. Yeah, she does a lot of this episode just like, what? <laughs> you know, when you step back, though, you understand why she's confused. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. It, there's no shade there that she would... Yeah, no, this entire situation just shatters her entire reality. Yep. Yeah, because she's she's grown up in the system. So yep. she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. A rank, a class S, under the tutelage of a class B? How yeah. is this even possible? Yeah, her entire... Uh, view of societal structure is based on the hero ranking system yep. and the inversion of the Saitama Genos right. paradigm is just too yeah. much. Yeah, it's too much for her. She like, <laughs> doesn't even stand up, I think, for the rest of the episode. I think she's on the ground. She legitimately, yeah. even, it, even when she's in the apartment, she's sitting down the yeah, entire yeah. time. You assume she walked there, but yeah. yeah. Genos tries to apologize for hurting Blizzard, um, but the apology is interrupted by exploding shuriken. Exploding shuriken. <laughs> what a fucking attack! It's a good band name. It's a great band name. Uh, there's all kinds of banter back and forth from all parties involved. Genos shows off his new upgrades, and they look fucking badass. Like this whole episode. Oh, yeah. machine gun punch. Machine gun punch. Once again, artwork. Excellent. Yeah, no, all absolutely. of these attacks. Oh yeah, like they really landed this episode with the animation. Like really, really good. Now, we've seen Genos do the machine gun punch before. We have. Right. Do you think that was the inspiration for Killer Move Serious Series consecutive normal punches? Probably. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, I, I think Saitama just sees somebody else do an attack and be like, "Oh, that looks like fun," and then he tries it. And yeah. Just... And that's exactly what happens in a little bit. He does. Right. Yeah. That's, oh, Saitama's so weird. <sighs> he almost nails Sonic with every single punch, by the way. Yeah. So, like, he's keeping up and matching speed with Sonic pretty well. He's incredibly fast. Yeah, absolutely. And at one point, Sonic even, like, I think, says, like, is he as fast as me? Like, yeah. like he, he, he like gets a little worried at yeah. one point. It's kind of like me playing video games against, I'm not going to beat him necessarily. Yeah. But I'm good enough to be, like, right. you, you can't just not do it. Right. Yeah. Right. And speaking of speed, Genos might even be faster or just as fast, or at least can distract him enough because he goes, hey, got a piece of hair. Uh, and like yeah. basically he cut off his braid. Yeah, he cut off his ponytail. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. Uh, he levies some more machine gun blows. Big dishonor. Huge dishonor. Uh, leaves him standing there just kind of befuddled. Goes for those machine gun blows, but they don't land. Sonic turns into multiple forms of himself in a move called Fourfold Funeral. And scatter flash slash. Yeah, he's doing at the after image thing. He's moving so fast that yes. they're him. Yeah. When they do that at first, the, when they first show him like kind of turning into different forms, the first one almost looks like a woman. Was that just me that looked at that and kind of saw like, I, a weird animation? I think that was just a high stance ninja pose. Okay. Yeah. And, and it, I, it accentuated the form of the person anyway. And okay. S- Sonic's kind of kind of effeminate, effeminate anyway. So. Right. It just looked weird. It was like the one moment where I was like, that's I don't know if bizarre. Sonic's supposed to be effeminate, but he's got, he's definitely got like fine features. He's right. Bishonen. Which, for yeah, sure. yeah. Which, by the way, uh, that effect of the ninja standing full form with the sword vertically and then after image back and forth uh-huh. is one of my favorite dodge effects in any anime. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's super cool. 
It's in several of my favorite video games, several of my favorite animes. I just love that aesthetic. Yeah. It's great. Genos is about to obliterate the entire neighborhood to get at Sonic at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just like, I guess I'll just have to blow everything up if I can't catch him. Well, yeah, like I said, it was a, it's a very American sentiment I, where I, he says, I can't hit you. I guess I'll blow up the whole city. I, <laughs> I feel Genos. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know because this, that, that sentiment, which Saitama even calls him out for, almost seems like, again, we saw at the end of the last episode, he got upgrades. Yeah. You know, as more and more of him become machine or like is more machine like and is more powerful, like you think of, I always think like he's losing more and more of his actual humanity. That's totally possible. Yeah, he, it seems... Well, even from... Oh, what was the first episode I did with you guys? Like, episode five of season one or somewhere back there. Mm-hmm. Like, even comparing this Genos to him then, you can see some of his motivations are a little bit more dissociated from humanity. They talked about that even a little bit last episode. He's forgetting his motivations and he's yeah. not going after the organization and the right. cyborgs. And... Yeah. And Saitama's got to kind of, like, keep him in line. He does it here by knocking his ass to the ground before yeah. he can blow up the entire neighborhood. Right. Because he lives there. Yeah, Thanks. exactly. Yes. Can't have you making a mess right outside my apartment. Uh, at that point, he calls on Sonic to say, like, fine, if you want to fight, then let's fight. Take me on. And this is, like, the weird, goofy, Caillou face-like version of him, which is great. Uh, but then Sonic says, great, I've been waiting for this. I'm going to use my superpower attack. Tenfold funeral instead the, of fourfold the, funeral. The thing I've designed just for killing yeah. you. Not I've perfected four, the ultimate final attack. But ten. Some arbitrary ass number. Yep. Which I fucking love. Blizzard states that Sonic has class S abilities. This is the first time we've heard anyone say that. Yes. Which I think is really important mm-hmm. to note. And being an Esper, she probably ha- has a better ability to track gauge, that. Yep. Gauge him at an instance. Right. Mm-hmm. And she says that a Class B hero like Saitama doesn't stand a chance. Again, she she's that. about to get her worldview really rocked here. <laughs> Never mind the fact that he just bitch slapped Genos to the ground. Which is either, which is weird because she either doesn't consider him enough of a threat to even scan him. To, mm-hmm. to, if he can tell immediately well, Sonic yeah. has S-class ability and is dangerous. Right. Yeah, well, she she said that when they first showed up. I yep. think one of the first comments was, I can tell just by being in his presence that he has... Yep. Powerful combat yep. ability. She so Saitama actually... is either hiding it, or she thinks he is so beneath her, she's he's not worth even, right? Even paying enough attention to to right. For some reason, she doesn't have that information. Yep. And then killer move colon serious series colon serious sideways jumps. Our second in the killer move serious series. <laughs> and that's just Saitama teleporting. He's not teleporting. Jumping. He's just jumping sideways. He's just jumping sideways, a little too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that sends Sonic tumbling. Because... He accidentally makes a, so- a shockwave. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. Sidesteps and causes a shockwave, and he tumbles, and Tornado ends the scene by just stating that Saitama... Blizzard. Sorry. Who did I say? Tornado. Oh. That's wrong in my notes. That... That's going to hurt her feelings. Yeah. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha! Well, <laughs> Blizzard, whoever it is, ends the scene by stating that Saitama isn't normal. And hey, this is the point where I realized that these episodes don't have break cards. Yep. So let's go to the break card. All right. Hey, it's the break card, and this is Andy, and you're listening to another episode of Tuning Japanese. Hope you guys have enjoyed our start to season two of One Punch Man. It's the first time we've done a second season of any show, and I think it's been really kind of exciting, and I'm 
And I'm very thankful for Thurk for joining us this week. Really appreciate him taking the time and the effort to uh, hop in in place of Josh here this week. So it's more than just Bill and myself. I know he really enjoyed this episode and really, honestly, I think is going to go back and watch more episodes of this particular season. So hope you all are enjoying it. I hope everything is going great in your lives. And I hope that we can brighten your day just a little bit with another episode of our great podcast. If you want to help give back and support the show, one way you can do so is by leaving us a rating and review uh, wherever it is you listen to this particular episode, whether that's Google Play or Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. Definitely leave us a rating and review. It's the easiest way for other people to find us. The more reviews that we get out there on the internet, the more people are going to be likely to download our show and the more we can continue to grow it. So we want to thank you for listening, but take that few seconds if you can to leave a five-star rating and review and let us know and let the world know how great we're doing or how maybe not great we're doing if you're if you don't think we're doing a great job uh and we'll read your review here in the break card segment on a future episode if you want your name in a future episode also in the break card like nash like superfan matt like cameron you can also donate to our patreon at patreon.com slash tuning japanese we just released another bonus episode. I think it was bonus episode number 39. We've got something really interesting in mind for episode number 40, uh, bonus episode number 40. Something I think that fans will really, really enjoy. And we're going to actually, if we go through with what we want to do, we'll probably release part of that episode on the main feed. And then you can get the full episode on our Patreon uh, so go check out, again, patreon.com slash Japanese. Even if you just want to donate $1, everything helps us. It goes a long way to help provide for the show. We just upgraded the website. We've got a lot of costs to go into this, and it's something that we want to continue to do as regularly as possible. The more donations that we get for the Patreon, the better the show can get overall. So thank you so much for those who have donated, and we hope that if you can give back to the show in a monetary way that you think about doing so. Don't forget to check out our social media, facebook.com slash tuningjapanese and at tuningjapanese on Twitter. We like to post things from time to time, our Facebook especially. Josh is pretty active on our Facebook posting things from time to time. If I find something, I'll throw it up on there. Uh, Bill is also very good about leaving really fun comments uh, on a lot of our things on our Facebook. So go check us out on social media. Send us an email, tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Maybe we'll read that on a future episode as well. And yeah, just really appreciate everything that you guys do week in, week out, supporting us. You all are the best. Enough rambling. Back to the episode, our review of episode two from season two of One Punch Man. Enjoy! Back from the break card to a spoon. Yeah. There's a spoon on the screen. There is a spoon. That was a nice spoon. Thanks. I, I've been told I'm a really good big and small spoon. We can't uh, publish that part. Oh, Andrew, damn. cut that out. Okay, we'll do. Uh, <laughs> probably won't. So, we get a monologue Might from well Blizzard. Not, there's photographic proof. <laughs> Fair. We I've been get... told they're pretty good at forking. <laughs> All night long. Great. So, we see the spoon. <laughs> Great? Like a grater? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are straining my patience. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pizza cutter. (laughs) (laughs) 
We get that stereotypical psychic who bends spoons with their mind. Yeah, I'm surprised Uri Geller's not suing this Sanity. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you did Pokemon. Right? So we get a spoon bend and a fork and a knife and just all the cutlery from the family drawer. His mother just, is pissed. Mom is so <laughs> pissed. And we get a monologue from Blizzard who talks about, essentially, she was born as an esper. She's still behind the power of her sister, Terrible Tornado, who's the younger sister, right? No, uh... Blizzard was younger. Blizzard's younger. And that throws me off because she looks so much older. Well, yeah. But no, the uh, Tornado is... Tornado's the older sister. Mm -hmm. Okay. So because of the fact that Tornado also is an esper... Blizzard just looks older because she has giant tits. That's it. Well, and she's like a regular person height. Right, right. Because of the fact that her sister... I wonder if like her ESP is like stunting her growth. Oh, I don't know. Or or slowing her aging. Oh, I wonder, actually. That would make more sense, actually, Mm because she seems so childlike. I mean, she's already childish. Yeah. So, like, that's part of the reason why. But, like, anywho. So, she's been essentially in the shadow of her sister. Right. Her entire life, which is the reason why she's so low in the rankings. It's a reason why, like, she feels like a failure. Right. And she has to prove herself. Yep. And... Apparently, she's doing this monologue by telling the story to Genos and Saitama. They cut yeah, to them. she's sitting in the living room in that, like, anime pose of, like, kneeling on her knees. And... Yeah, like, they're sitting, like, you know, together. Saitama is sitting with his back against a wall with a manga. In yeah. His Some weird-ass manga with a dude with a, like, like, like fall a... leaf for a head. I thought it was, like, a sun. I... Like, a sun with a face I couldn't on make it. it out. Like, I tried it. They didn't show it for a really long time. No. But... but it's got Saitama's eyes. Right. Yeah. It's really goofy looking. Uh... Genos asks her why she doesn't just climb to the class A rank. Because yep. obviously she's very powerful. Right. Like, she could be, if she really wanted to be, class A. Right. And she says that's not possible. And she does so by naming a bunch of people from class A, which again well, is another way like, to... Like the no, top seven she named. She top says four, that yeah. she could... She could easily she, climb the ranks of class A. Yeah, but she'll never get to the top. And which she wants she to be wants number to be. one. Yes. Right. So she names off uh, Bushi Drill, which is a stereotypical samurai-looking dude. Um, Okama Itachi, which is a really rosy-cheeked-looking woman with a sword. And Ieron, which I think didn't... Was that the one from earlier? Yeah, that's the one that lost the arm. Okay. The guy we saw before from last season. And then, obviously, like, she can't get past them. They're very powerful swordsmen. They're all uh, disciples of Atomic Samurai. Yes. And she uses them as an example. Like, even as powerful as swordsmen as they are, they can't overcome the person in rank one. Yep. Ame Mask. Yep. Who we've seen before. Who has a redesign. Yeah, he's designed a little bit. Well, everybody's got a little bit of a redesign. Here's the thing about his design that, like, wears me out the most. He's wearing snakeskin boots. Yes, he is. Didn't we see... Wasn't there a whole character from season one who was... Snake wasn't he, like, the head of, like, Class C or B at one point? Not anymore. Now he's boots. I can't remember. Yeah, well, I wonder, I, I wonder what <laughs> happened comes, to him. He comes back this season. Okay. Because he was, like, the big thing was he was, <laughs> like, at the top of a rank. <laughs> at, like, when we saw him. I, I think thought, he was, like, a really high rank. Like, like B or C. Maybe yeah, B. I don't remember exactly. But yeah. he was. It's just weird. It was weird that they put snakeskin boots on Ame Mask, which is definitely not a look that I would think for him. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think you're reading too much into it. Okay. I don't think it means anything other than snakeskin boots are expensive. Yeah. That's fair. And kind of... We get a scene with Ame Mask. Yep. Where he essentially is hunting this guy down. This primitive savage found frozen in an ice flow. Supon, that's his name. Like somewhere between a caveman and an oni? Yeah. He looks like the hunter dude from the Spider-Man TV show. Uh, 
Craven. Craven. He looks like him. That was my first. Oh one. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he yeah. Had, kind of has the bone necklace thing with the. Front oh yeah, right. and right. he's just holding two motherfuckers by the head. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like just two random dudes. He's just got them squeezed. And I'm mask is like, yeah, they sent me here. I'm supposed to bring you back alive. Yeah, you you got out of the research facility, and you're hurting the people who are trying to help you. So, like, I, I'm supposed to bring you back alive, but, but nah. I, <laughs> and then he just like cracks that dude's skull. Yeah, he knocks him to the ground and then does like the one inch punch thing. Like. Yeah, I thought that was that was an interesting it was an interesting place for that move because he got charged and then he basically hip tossed him. Yep. And before the dude hit the ground, he puts his fingers to the dude's cheek and then one inch punches him through the ground. Yep. Yeah, like pretty much. It was a really interesting move. You don't see that very often. No, you really don't. Not in that manner, anyway. No, no. Blizzard finishes her story by name-dropping a couple other powerful heroes, Blast and King. Right. Although, again, the irony of we knowing what we yep. know about King. Uh. Then there's a ring at the door. Speaking of King. <laughs> yep. He just walks in. He just wanders in. And Blizzard's like, holy fuck! <laughs> Why is King here now? And he's like, he like shows deference to Saitama. Yeah, he's like, why is he happy to see him? <laughs> right. And King just walks in and goes, I think you took my video game. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah, I took it. And Saitama <laughs> looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> like he doesn't want to have this conversation. Yeah. Because right. he knows he has to tell him he saved over the file. Right. <laughs> and I love Blizzard's freaking out. Genos is just whatever. You know, Saitama's legitimately nervous. And then he tells King, I saved over your file. <laughs> George King's like, what? <laughs> and we get this weird scene with like Blizzard just watching all of this unfold, and like we get like Saitama crawling under the table for like the video game system he hid. We get like shots of the manga shelf. So like everything is absurd. Right. But like she's just like, what is going on? Like it, it, I don't understand any of this. It's her viewpoint of just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Right. Like none of Why? this none of this adds up. <laughs> like legit none of it does. Yeah, and Genos mentions how heroes just set, seem to be drawn to Saitama because of his strength, and Blizzard wants to know how to be strong like him. And I think, I think Genos is wrong. You think so? I don't think heroes are drawn to Saitama because of his strength. I think it's all his personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's his innocence. It, well, his his true understanding of heroics. Right. Um, you missed the the heart to heart him and King had in the last episode. Yeah, which we all, all joking aside, you should probably watch the last episode. Oh, I will. It was really good, and I think just that that true understanding of being a hero and a friend and a good person mm -hmm. shines through. Mm -hmm. It's definitely, I think, more that than kind of what Genos is asserting here. Yep. And then we get our closing theme, which I think is the first time we've heard the closing theme. It is because they closed with the opening theme last episode. It's okay. It's, it's an anime closing theme. It's yeah. Fine. It's right. not. It's not as good as last season. I don't. I agree. I don't think it's. As, and I've watched this whole season through already. Yeah. That one doesn't grow on me as much as the opening theme did. Yeah, I, yeah. I would agree with that. It, it, like you said, it's kind of generic. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I get that it's not like it is specific for the show, but it it just feels kind of generic. Right. Anime closing theme. And then we get a post-credit scene. Actually, a lengthy post-credit scene. It, about yeah, two minutes long. Way longer than I thought. It could have been part of the show, really. Yeah, I don't know why they... I guess maybe because narratively it is a break. And they always have a post-credit scene, so... Yeah. So we see an image of Genos and Saitama being put up on a screen at HQ. Yep. And apparently the Hero Association is coming up with names. Yeah, they want to give them hero names. Yeah. And they decide for Genos, 
It'll be the Demon Cyborg. Which I think that's not the first time we've heard him say that, I think. I feel like we've heard that one other time. I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah. And I haven't watched many of these episodes. Yeah. And for Saitama, Caped Baldy. (laughs) Fair enough. That's hot. (laughs) I I don't... I can't tell in this scene if they're being legit serious, like, this is going to be great for them. Or if they're just like having fun with like Saitama. No, I think name. they're I think they're legit. I think they have named so many heroes that they just legit don't care anymore, and they just any name is a name. No, I think they're legit up their own butt. Like this is great. Like, like, like oh yeah, like we did good. This is awesome. <laughs> no, I, I I think they're straight up serious. Like they're gonna be so excited, and this is gonna be so great. It's a big honor, and we are so smart for coming up with these names. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Like, like the whole scene is weird. Yeah. And, and Sitch, you know what? Cape Baldy might sound better in Japanese. That's true. Demon yeah. Cyborg might sound better in Japanese. That's fair. Yeah. Like neither one of them roll off the tongue. They don't. They're not catchy. No. Yeah. Like I said, maybe they sound better translated. That's possible. Sitch is upset because it took him two hours to come up with two nicknames. Yeah. Whereas they dealt with the issue of talking about Geru in fifteen minutes. Right. Um. Apparently, Silverfang who we were reminded is Class S rank 3, is already in the pursuit of Geru, as yep. we talked about earlier in the episode. Yep. His and wayward then, disciple. Yep. And saying, you know, if it, that doesn't work out, then we've got Blast and Tornado on deck Yep. to deal with this guy. The Association think that... I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> yeah. We haven't seen Blast yet. No, we have not. Uh, the Association thinks that Geru has nothing to do with the portents. I kind of agree with them. Mm-hmm. And speaking of, Geru has picked a fight with... Uh, a class A rank nine hero tank top vegetarian. Yep. I think they're running out. I, do you think he actually kills tank top vegetarian here? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I straight up think he does. Okay. Well, one fewer hero in the ranks. Tank top is quickly done away with as essentially we get a scene where he goes, why are you fighting me? I'm a hero. And the guy goes, yeah, I'm, Looking to test my ability against a hero, and he's you, like, "Well, you're you've you've got one in me. Yeah, you can't you can't stand up to a hero." And then he just kills him in one hit, and he goes, "Yeah, I can't wait to fight a hero." Yeah, basically, when like, I can <laughs> find one that can match a uh, monster class hero. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's it. That's the end of the episode. Uh, so that was episode fourteen, the human monster. It's time for our thoughts on the episode, and I'll start. Uh, not as strong as last episode. I think last episode was was more enjoyable. It, it was more emotional. It was more emotional. Um, although it's following in a good pattern. Last episode really helped us understand who King was. This episode finally gave us some information on Hellish Blizzard. Right. And uh, also gave us yet another look into Speed of Sonic. Speed of Sound Sonic. Yep. Which I, I think he's great. I think eventually he'll join with the heroes. I like um, that character. That character's yep. really great. Um yeah, so I'm I'm kind of curious to see where it goes. I, I still think it was a very good episode. And we're slow burning Garu. We are. Yes, he's made which it is through. something they didn't do in the first season. No. Yeah, they didn't build up a a villain at all. No. Right. So I'm I'm curious to see is it going to be like a shock he's dead next episode or is he going to stick around? It's one of those things where the show has changed, has set a formula and some expectations. So I'm not sure yet. Yeah. So anytime they do, they yank the rug out from under you. They do. Absolutely. Right. The animation was beautiful. Uh, the character interactions were really fun. Not, like I said, not as entertaining as last episode, but still a really solid episode. Agreed. Do you think Hellish Blizzard is an intentional satire of fan service, or is she just a basic anime 
design. I think she's a basic anime design. I don't think they they don't. It's not like Excel Saga, for example. Like the one, remember the fan service episode right, from Excel right. Saga, where like they like constantly called it out. They right. did it one time in this episode. Really, is the only time that we see her like hypersexualized is when she's pulling the telekinesis thing and her boobs jiggle. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't think they're trying to go over the top with that as a bit of satire. But again, we talked about whether it's satire or parody. And... Yeah. I mean, yeah, we talked about the distinction there, too. But I just don't think they really focused on that enough to Fair really enough. Right. be full-on satire. That Well, her clothes stayed on during the telekinesis scene. That's true. So, well, yeah. yeah. Like, that's... That in itself is, is something. Yeah, that's that gives me... They get a thumbs up for me for that one. Yeah, like, fair enough. It's hard to not do an anime with a character like that and have it... Have her not do that at some point, you know? Right. I mean, like... It's a little gratuitous. Yeah, sure, but that's anime. Granted. Yeah. I mean, that's Absolutely. what I was getting at, I guess. Is, right. Yeah. But I, I like her character. And really, more than any other character in this episode, you see her personality more. Right. Anybody else. Like, she goes through such a dramatic shift in this because we get to literally see her world get shattered. You could call this her, you could call this her highlight episode. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like last episode was King. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And as long as they continue to use these characters, then it's worth the time. Right. Right. Because it's one of the things that we had problems with first season was they just would introduce a whole bunch of characters and then we'd never really see much of them. Or, like, we wouldn't feel like it was necessary to give us information about them. Like, they're right. doing it better this season. They are. Than they did season one. Do you feel kind of like they're building a team this season? Like, with King and he showed back up this se- at the end of the episode? No, like... I think they're... I think they're building a friend group. Okay. I think yeah. they're, they're building... Yeah. Yeah. It feels like... I mean, it kind of feels like your traditional anime, like, where, like, these people are a team but not at the same time like they're like they're somewhere in the middle because i don't know like i i don't know why i keep jumping to like inuyasha in my head like i think of like all the the characters that like kind of travel together in inuyasha well or, like even dragon ball or but like, they're well they're literally the z fighters yeah you know they're literally a team yeah um, so this is more like co-workers people who work Colleagues. Or neighbors. Yeah. Colleagues people who work yeah. or live in the same field or area. Right. And, kind of mm-hmm. a more sitcom cast than super team. Okay. Right. And I think I, I would like to see that, like you said, if they keep using the characters, have King drop in every once in a while or have episodes that are with him and Saitama and Geno's doing stuff or right. have Blizzard come back and actually flesh out even more of her character right. with her interactions with Saitama and see how she deals with the fact that her entire world just got turned upside down. Right. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Any other thoughts on this episode? It's going to make me watch more of the show, for sure. I mean, I enjoyed the couple episodes I watched with you guys last ep- last season. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this, I think I really enjoyed the artwork a lot more in this episode. And, I don't know, I think the writing even is better. Like, I, I the, think the, the story, the pacing, and the events, yes. the way they flow together. They got, they got the joke out of the way. Like, yes. Like, season one, it was its own standalone thing. Yeah. And they just couldn't continue that indefinitely yeah you can't sustain that if season one had been all there was it would have made total sense right uh but they had to go different directions right and this is i like the where this is going and i like the the new feel right of season two i like it so i'll probably go back and watch the episode one probably watch the rest of it thanks next time we'll be talking about episode 15 or episode three season two however you want to put it which is the hunt begins 
that's next time. It's about time to get out of here, don't you think? Yeah. Um, Is my car warmed up yet? Uh, I don't know. Did you start it? I didn't. Okay, then no. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to drive to Chicago tomorrow. So. Woo! Oh, have fun with that. i got to somehow hope I can crawl out of bed in the morning and hope my back isn't locked up. Hey, Thurk. Yeah. Get us out of here, why don't you? Sure. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. I'm Thurk, and I really don't care that the button was pushed in. Well, that's good, because I accidentally saved over your save file. Yeah, we'll talk about that after we shut up the mic. My name is Andy. And I've got a thing for monsters. I'm Bill. And we will see you next time. Later, dudes. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt, Brian Nash, and Cameron Baer. What a shame. Guess I'll have to handle this myself. Is this... telekinesis? Yes, exactly. You don't seem surprised. So are you gonna fight by flinging rocks and stuff at me? Bad idea. I will make you regret ever choosing to mock me, fool. I'll kill you so bad you'll beg for death. Hellstorm! Flesh peels away, bones crack. The brutality of it all breaks your will in an instant. You did this to yourself. You deserve it for thinking you can surpass me. No one is better than me. All my enemies tremble before- You know, for a top ranker, you're kind of sensitive. I'll crush you! You don't get what it means to be a hero. The world is chock full of super strong and pretty awful people. Standing up to them is what heroes do. Even if that means doing it alone. This whole act is pathetic. You surround yourself with weaklings and kiss-asses just so you can feel like you might be strong. These factions, crushing the noobs, that ranking stuff, none of it matters. Show heroes some respect, poser. <laughs>